Another It's Lit Boston episode show. Sam, Lazy's here. What's going on? We got two special guests with us today. Please introduce yourselves. Um, Dart Adams. I'm a journalist. Uh, I've been an A&R. Um, I'm a historian in music and just anything you could imagine. Uh, I'm just old and I've been around Boston forever. Uh, and I'm Amelia Mason. I'm a music critic and uh, reporter at WBUR uh, in Boston. Nice, nice. How was everybody's weekend? Week or whatever. Weird. I don't remember anymore. <laughs> why? What happened? What's, what? Why, what don't you remember? And why was it weird? <laughs> uh, I wrote something from. <clears throat> I wrote something for uh, who was it? Um, DJ Booth, and it just got a whole bunch of traction, and people come out the woodwork, and they just ask you. And what, what did you? What did you write about? Um, so there's a journalist that writes for um, DJ Booth named Yo. He's 26 years old. And he wrote a piece talking about um, how hip hop shouldn't be uh, hip hop shouldn't be uh, something that only a few people have access to. It shouldn't be uh, exclusive. It should be inclusive. You talking about mainstream mainstream hip hop? Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you and mean I, by access? Well, um, there was a piece that I wrote years ago uh, for the 40th anniversary of um, hip hop for um, NPR, and oh, then yeah, um, yeah, I and. Freddie Fox wrote this piece talking about um, rap needs to go back to being, or hip-hop needs to go back to being an exclusive thing. And he was talking about how that shouldn't be a thing. And it should be inclusive. And I was explaining to him, like, it's always been inclusive. The exclusive part that he's talking about is specifically for entry. That you had to work for entry into hip-hop. You had okay. to work for it. You had to learn you had to find your way around it. You had to gain respect. Yeah, you had to earn your respect yeah. and your space in it. So you were accepted within it. Um, with the advent of technology, what happens is all those <laughs> barriers barriers are gone. Yeah. You can just sit, at your, sit in your home. You don't need to consult with anybody. You don't need to come up with anybody. You don't need to bounce your ideas off anyone. So there's no checks and balances. There's no much. checks and balances in place. All you need to okay. do is just... Find a program, record your music, upload it directly to SoundCloud, and if you all of a sudden you have fans, you have fans. And then when people come after the fact and interview you and talk to you and try to work with you, you haven't gone through any of the necessary phases that like when I was coming Isn't up. Isn't that what you um quote unquote old school guys were building? We're trying to get to? Well, <laughs> we didn't have to build it because it already existed. You know, I'm 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 42 going on 43. So my introduction to hip-hop was when it was hip-hop, 1979, on record. I knew it existed before it was on record. When the first records came out, people were talking about how rap's going to die now because it's on record. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was conversation. So, so, like, that's how old I am. Like, 1979. Like, yeah, but Rap now, is delight on the radio. So are you mad? So you're mad yeah, that they're not like going through a lot. Flash and shit. Like yeah, that. yeah, real old school shit. Which is what we what we grew up on. But are you saying now you're mad because they don't have to go through all that hustle? It's not about being hustle, mad. Though. It's not about being mad. It's just about discussing the differences between then and now. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a lot of people didn't experience that, so they have no idea. So, so when he so he, when he wrote the article talking about um, it needs to be inclusive. It already's been inclusive. It's just that you didn't experience it. Okay. You know, right. like I get that. Yeah. So my article is basically explaining to like what they call millennials that. <laughs> you didn't experience the whole gamut. 
So your perception, so you, your perspective, is missing. So it has gaps in it. It has holes in it. And that was what my article was about. I'll and a lot check of, it out. Yeah, and a lot of people responded to it, and it's like I've been doing work. But I feel like it's a revolving door. That's like every generation. I have a like I have a hip hop question. Not really. I have a hip-hop question. Yeah. How do you feel about Grandmaster Flash never see, receiving credit for even creating the DJ Mixer? Um, mm. So here's the, here's the issue with that, right? A lot of innovations, technologically and technically and in music, um, pioneers don't get credit for. Unfortunately, when Grandmaster Flash, and he was a technical... He, he went to... Um, he, he was an electrician. To, he, yeah, he went to. He was yep. an electrician. He went to um technical school. Yep. So when he created, technically, what the first mixer fader is, um, he didn't go to a company to uh trademark the idea. He didn't go through the patent. No, the he wanted kids patents. to have it. Yeah, exactly. Because but that's he what I'm saying with you. He didn't know that there was going to be a billion dollar industry behind it. He thought it was just something to No, he wanted to put hip-hop back in the community. Yeah. And that's what I understand about millennials not understanding anything that's not for-profit. And it's like, hip-hop, before it was for-profit, it was everything but that. It was all culture. Well, also, there wasn't an industry. Mm-mm. Hmm. There wasn't an industry. Well, the industry was being blackballed, actually, until fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh... The dude who started Def Jam, he let oh, him Russell in. Simmons. Russell Simmons. Well, Russell the thing. let him in, but before that, they were blackballed. Yeah, but here's the thing. Because like, uh, what's it built from the ground up? Yeah. Shit uh, on the street. Well, the, the he rap cello, bro. They gave him the bread for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, there, you go. All right. there was no industry. <laughs> but again, it's hard to see into the future when you don't have anything to go off. Mm. Like, think about like music, the continuum of music. Um, rock became this huge thing. It blew up. The RIAA didn't become a huge entity until years after the fact. You know, nobody knows where things are headed, especially with rap. Nobody had an idea that rap was going to become a billion-dollar industry and become the biggest um, youth culture on the planet. They had no clue. It was just something that was segmented to the Bronx and certain communities that were directly tied to the Bronx or Brooklyn or Queens you know, or outer boroughs. But then you got to give him the breakdown of African Bambata and his whole structure of what hip-hop was and how it was supposed to be kept for us. Yeah, but Africa Bambata, again... Then don't bring up all the bad stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, like, but I'm saying, but again... Theory, but, uh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, the thing is, like, African Bambata, Africa Bambata, like, formed the Universal Zulu Nation out of Bronx River Projects. You know? He had no idea it was going to become what, he, what it became. He just knew that I'm going to centralize whatever's happening in the Bronx here. So when you come to a Zulu Nation throwdown, it's what it is. He didn't know that things were going to blow up after Winley Records uh, recorded the death mix. He didn't know that things were going to blow up even after Tom Silverman came to him with Arthur Baker, who was from Boston, and the, and the Johnson crew who were from Boston and said, we're going to work on recording music. When Planet Rock actually went global in 1982, even then nobody knew what was going to happen. When Wildstown Star Wars came out in 83, and then they did the tours overseas, and then everything blew up, you know, like, then we're like, oh, wait, there might be something here. When movie studios started showing up and they're like, hey, we want to film a movie, 
then they knew. But still, they didn't know how big it was going to be. But if you look, he said they're going to come for it. They're going to yeah. want it. People always want come it. for it. And the point was to keep them out of it until uh, Russell let them in it. And then uh, that's where the industry was born from it. Uh, you can't keep... There was no industry before Russell. The only people... Well, there were, yeah, there was no super industry before Russell. But the, you can't keep people out of something that's already going to blow up. The thing is, you want to keep the get bring the right people in. Oh, you, you want to be picky. And you want, you want people who are instrumental in creating it to profit. Exactly. So the question, like, I mean, isn't that with every piece of culture that emerges, then, like, capitalism finds it and someone... Just the way it someone's is. Someone's just trying to find a way to monetize it because yeah. that's the world we live yeah, we in. monetize and, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... Everything. People do get screwed over, though. Yeah. It's part oh, of the game, though. <laughs> Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing. Right. Is it a part of the game? It but it's not it a part, part of the game. It's not a part of the game until capitalism gets a hold of it. What I'm trying to explain you is... You want the authenticity Exactly. Okay. Now, once you sell yourself to big business, of course, they're going to water you down. That goes without saying. And the the person with the best plan is going to make the most money. That's how it goes. But the point was to keep it out of their hands and keep it something that was just special for you, similar to Kwanzaa. Uh, but the thing is that... Hmm. It's not going to grow at the rate you want it to if it only stays in your hands. Like, hip-hop became what it was nationally it was a seed. and then globally because they brought in certain people and certain people were able to expand on what it was and bring it to the masses. Uh, like, if, okay. it's just in our, if it was just in our hands, Sally Baines and Marty Cooper never would have shown up to make the first article about b-boys in 1981 br- breaking his hard to do physical graffiti which showed up in the art which showed up in um and then um and then like you have all the other national attention the national attention the abc um the abc uh tv uh clip about hip-hop that came out in 1981 july 81 that doesn't happen if you don't have uh henry chalfant if you don't have marty cooper if you don't have Charlie Ahern, if you don't bring in certain people okay. who have that reach. All right, cool. My next question is, <laughs> with the, without that exposure, do you think hip-hop would have never made it to California and then even further around the world? No. Just by being a pure culture? No. Because culture gets passed around from generation to generation to nation to nation without any type of publicity or business made out of it. So I'm just trying to say, are you trying to say that we, it would have never got as big as it did if we didn't move that way? Because it was never meant to be that. It was meant to be something personal. It wasn't created as a business. It was created as a culture. So you're you're talking to me about business aspects, and I understand no, that. No, no, no. But what culture, I'm trying to say is it was originally a culture, and then it got manifested into a business yeah, once capitalism, is, capitalism got a hold Okay, of it's it. purely on the culture side, right? This is a time pre the internet. This is a time pre-real-time social media. It's not going to become a culture that grows at the exponential rate it did without people get people's eyes on it. And once that happens, the cat's out the bag. Now you want control. That's where the issue is. The issue was, is control. Who controls it? Are the people who so we need you speak of, no 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 you speak of control but if we are the sole provider in the sole we already in control like we're already in control we had no, control no, 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 that's no, no. why we didn't want to turn control over to big business because we already have control they want what we're selling okay okay here's the, here's the thing though when I wrote the article there was this one point I made to to illustrate that we never really had control because the first people to show up 
and say, hey, we need to make rap records. Were Bobby Robinson of Enjoy Records mm-hmm. and um, Sylvia Robinson of uh, Sugar Hill. Sugar Hill was in New Jersey. Bobby was in New York. When uh, they can I up, just ask you a quick question to intervene real quick? Yeah. Who had the ability to make records at that time? That's the people I'm talking about. Exactly. With that being said, of course they're going to come up with an idea of equipment they have access to. But go ahead. Yeah, but when they put out the music, they said, all right, we have control. What do we want to put in? What do we want to keep out? Um, The DJ is the focus. Everybody does everything for the DJ. We're going to have to keep the DJ out of it. We're going to have to focus on the MCs because we want to make everybody rap to um, a house band. So we're going to take out the DJ, who's the focus, who's the backbone of the whole culture. We're going to make these MCs rap to the band. From there, when they put out those records and they kept out the DJ and then they hired them later to be the tour DJ, it was already over. Hmm. The control was already given up from there. So anybody who says, but 1983, when, when 1984, when... When Russell um, put together Rush or all this other stuff, it was already a rap. What Russell was trying to do was trying to get some semblance of control back. That's what people say. But it was already over. That's what it was already say. a rap. When Curtis Blow signed to Mercury Records in 1980, it was already a rap. Do you understand that's that's the point of giving control over? You're transferring control to them. Like, without you signing that record, without you doing those things, you have control. You're the source of this entertainment. Without you, you're the market. If you chose, if you knew, had, knew a better way to market and control your content that you were creating, you would be okay. Like how we all do now on our Facebook mm-hmm. or our YouTube, where we try to monetize it now. Education is power. So with that being said, yeah, they didn't know about it, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't still taking from what it wasn't supposed to be and turned into something to what it is today. Yeah, okay, but here's the difference, right? Like, all of us here, we grew up, well, we're now in a world where we're conscious of reach and things like distribution and getting above the noise and all these different channels that you can do to get your stuff out there. Like, this is a podcast. Mm -hmm. And there are different ways to get your podcast out there. Uh, You know, create your community or build your build your, build, circle. Your, build your circle and everybody wants to be a brand that concept didn't exist then it was a bunch of kids in the bronx who made thirty dollars or fifty dollars from doing a show and then when they got their fifty dollars from doing a the show they kicked down 20 to maintain the sound system so, so what do you want? Want? But they wanted to be a part of something. Personal they wanted to be a part of culture. Yes, there was no They person. wanted to be a part of that. They, well, they looked at it as paying dues. It wasn't more of a bill. It was more of paying dues to be a part of hip-hop. Yeah, but when somebody showed up and said, I'm going to give you 25 to 50 um, shows worth of dough up front, and you don't have to split it with your DJ, and you live in the Bronx, and you broke your shit, and it's 1979, 1980... Everything changes, so it's always so. That's the thing that I was getting um, getting across that the world now and the world then are two completely different things. When I was a kid, um, and I and we were b boying in the um so in the yard. Want? What do you want to change? What do you want to? You want principles? You want? See, that's all. That's that. That was a key thing. If you were coming into this, learn about what you're doing. There's no other 
fucking thing in existence where, okay, we're both journalists. At some point, we had influences. We had to learn about what the tenets of journalism were. We had to figure out how we wanted to write, what we wanted to do with our voice. We had to study journalism, music journalism, critique, all these things. I'm just saying, if you're going to get into a space, learn what the fuck I mean, you're I feel doing. like you're, you're touching on like a tension that's like really prevalent now on the internet where you've got pros and cons, a double-edged sword with this ex sudden accessibility to everything yes. and information. So gatekeepers aren't there. That's good. It means I can put my shit up on SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. But the downside is anybody can do that. Exactly. Which is also the upside. Mm -hmm. Anybody can get it discovered. Anybody yeah. can get discovered. They also might not get any have any experience performing live. They might not you know, really... Which gets them out the door. Have anything to say. Yes. Um, yeah. That's up to us to judge, mm -hmm. as consumers, what's good. But the problem is that the consumer in that space hasn't had a palette or built up anything because the quality of everything is low because all the regulations are gone. I disagree. I think the quality of... Ages. I think the, the quality of things are low because for the opposite reason in some ways because I mean if you turn on the radio that's not the stuff that's just getting made by kids in their bedroom on SoundCloud that's the shit that's being produced for millions of dollars by like people in the industry and it's garbage half yeah, of it because yeah. it, goes, it goes bottom some of it's great but some of yeah, it's garbage no, it goes bottom up and then top down um, okay so one thing that I always did when I like did lectures and stuff like that I um I discussed errors of music and the quality of competition and fields and the artists. And I would go back to like the Billboard chart, 1979. I would pull up both the end of the year chart, charts from months, and then other charts. And I would say, all right, this is what was playing on the radio. Or this was, this was, these were the artists that were hot in this era. And you look at that field and you look at that competition. And you're just like, wow, you couldn't be weak at that time. And then I bring up another year, and then another year, and I progress. And then once we get to a certain year, everything turns to shit. What year was that? That's the argument that everybody your age makes. It's just like that everything. <laughs> no, no, no. But everything for real, it's it's indisputable. Everything turns to shit. Yeah, and it's on not, the it's, top forty on the Billboard. That doesn't mean it's all trash. No, 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 anywhere. no. Yeah. No, not top forty. There's too I'm much talking, access nowadays to say but, music exactly but yeah, trash to me. But it's just like with anything else. When there's a whole bunch of corporate control, and the floodgates open, and it's just like, all right, we, at some point. The quality of things drop, and it's just like everybody just throws their so hands up. So you're talking about what we're hearing mainstream-wise, because we mainstream have access wise, to yes. everything. Yeah, it's just so funny, have... though. You have Kendrick happening at the same time as you have just, like, random Yeah, but here's the Lozans like, and all of but that. Here's yeah. the thing. You've got great stuff, and you've got crappy like, stuff. Like, yeah, you have one Kendrick, and you have ten little Zans. That's true. Yes, yes, but, here's, that's true. but here's the thing about Kendrick. Here's the thing about Kendrick. Yeah. yeah, but here's the thing about Kendrick. Here's the thing about Kendrick that people... Okay, we have three. Okay. Here's the thing about Kendrick that people tend to forget. Kendrick was in TDE. Kendrick went through a space of artist development. Kendrick was raised on music of a Sorry, previous cold. era. Yeah, this is cold. Jazz? He's, well, he was raised on music of a previous era. Jazz. His influences are all-time greats. 
whose influences were all-time greats who came up in the eras I'm discussing. Now. So, you, so you're, you're worried about the next generation. I'm more. I'm always worried about the next generation. I'm more worried about being, people being able to afford to make music and to actually have time to grind and learn. You know, I mean, it's just sure we can all put it up on SoundCloud, but like, there's just less and less to go around. It seems all that money is getting pumped into the top. Well, I mean, music is cheaper than it's ever been able to be made cheaper. in life. Yeah, but you can't make any money off of it because it's all streaming. It's all streaming. Yeah. I, I mean, Monetize literally it. understands it. What do you mean? What do you Monetize mean? your streams. That's the name of the game. That's what the labels are doing now. They are monetized, but they pay a lot less than when people used to buy albums. I mean, I, just, I miss it, albums. Like, I really love but streaming. You but you understand what you're saying? The record labels are going through too. Like they have to understand how to manage streams versus record sales because it's way different. So if you want to be independent, then you have to take on the same responsibility as the label and manage streams versus record sales. It's going to be different. Yeah, but the way people, you can't control how people consume music. You just can't. You can't be like, now you all have that's to why they all no, tour no, no, no. so much. No one ever said that. I'm just saying, if that's the name of the game and you're making music, then that is you what you have you to do. deal with. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, no, la- like no one's dealing with anything different. Everyone no, I know. has to I'm deal just with streams like, right That's now. what I'm worried about. I'm not saying like, I'm not blaming the artists or, 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 I don't know. I just, I think there's a lot, there was a lot more money to be made and back then there, it, there, there, it has changed a lot and the things are, I don't know, it just feels like the pressures are greater on, they, on artists these days. It's really weird now because again, um, I don't, under, I'm going to sound like unfrozen caveman lawyer because I don't get the whole streaming thing. I talk directly to artists and they tell me about how much money they make from streaming and how much they don't and how terrible it is. And independent artists, especially people with their owners, tell me it's like this is a fucking clusterfuck and a half. Nobody knows what's going it's on. Because never, it hasn't been fully figured out. Yeah, nobody well, knows what's going it's, on. It's kind of like Bitcoin, baby. Yeah, and <laughs> see, but see, that's that's one of the big issues too because we're in an exponential time, or we have been in for a while, but especially in this particular space because. We don't know where things are headed. Well, then again, I was talking about like 1979, 1980, 19. Nobody knew exactly what was coming. So we're in that time right now. Yeah, but the thing is, the, the difference is that we know what's at stake now. Mm. We know what could be on the horizon and what's not there and what's not available. Like, look at um, uh, Tidal, right? Yep. Tidal is this big company that's supposed to pay out more for artists and blah, blah, blah. Is it making money? No, because no. everybody rather have their music on iTunes. You look to Spotify, right? Spotify, like it does this, it still exists or whatever. Is it making money yet, though? I think Spotify. Spotify is the money. leader. It's right? the, the leader. Right it's the way that Spotify the, is buying the out like is... complex shit. Like Spotify was one of the people, one of the first music sponsors that even wanted to get into um, the everyday struggle show. Yeah, so but like, think about that. They're killing it. You know who's not though? Pandora. Oh, Pandora's yeah. like Pandora's yeah. almost dead. They're dead. You get what I'm yeah. saying? You rather go to Spotify than Pandora course, any day. And and that's if you're not already on iTunes or both at the same time. So it's just there. Yeah. It's it's just a weird it's a weird time because it's definitely a time of great of a lot of change. Yeah. It's constant. And you never know what Twitter still confuses me. On. Yeah, I'm it's a lot to navigate. Yeah, I'm I'm completely and here's the thing. I'm a consultant. And I work with artists all the time, and they sit down, and I come up with, like, strategies and stuff for, like, marketing and things like that. But I explain to them flat out, nobody really knows what the fuck is going on. And anybody that tells you they exactly know is lying to you. 
Because basically there are a lot of people who are taking shit, throwing it at the wall, and if it sticks, it they're sticks. taking credit for it. That's true. And I tell everybody, it was like, what worked for one person is not going to work <clears throat> for you. One person who blew up using a, a sound scan or whatever, like, you know, I mean, I mean, SoundCloud doing certain things isn't going to work for you. Some person who utilized Snapchat to the best of their ability and got an audience, that's not going to work for you. You're not them. Well, you got to think about MySpace with Soldier Boy. Facts. Yeah. Well, that's insane because Soldier Boy was essentially a kid who just used what, what all the other about? kids were doing. And no, he managed to blow up, <laughs> you know? What the fuck is going on? Show, show this story. show does not reflect any of Show's <laughs> views <laughs> or comments. I was trying to figure out, like, when did, he, when did he first come out? You two well, wait, times? My question is, what do you guys take on the whole Boston hip-hop scene? Yeah, especially because after Because that's what article. Amelia wrote. Yeah. How, how do I pronounce your name? Amelia. Amelia. Yeah, you I'm got sorry. it. <laughs> See? I blessed it too much. Like Amelia Earhart. Okay. Is Boston? Oh, that's a good one. Discovered. That's actually kind of lit. Oh, yeah, her bones just got discovered. Maybe right? I don't really know if it's true, but somebody was like, "We think we found her bones." Yeah, I've seen that on like <laughs> CNN. Um, like, what you guys take on like the Boston hip hop scene right now, especially after what you wrote on "Is Boston Hostile to Hip Hop?" Right. I know. Yeah. Actually, tell people like what you yeah, generally what your sure, yeah, yeah, article is yeah. about. Yeah. So I wrote this article um, that came out a couple weeks ago called "Is Boston Hostile to Hip Hop," and I've been working on it for months. Um, it came out of basically. Uh, you know, in my reporting over the years, every time I would cover hip-hop, people would say things sort of, uh, you know, in passing. You know, it's really hard for us to get gigs around here. It's harder, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I sort of had it in the back of my mind, and then um, Mo Pope wrote an open letter that got some play back in May, I think, um, kind of addressing some of those issues. And so I started to, I was like, well, it, might, it would be good to look into this in a sort of reporterly way. Um, what evidence can I get of this problem? What exactly are the dynamics of it? What are the causes, possible solutions? Is anything changing? Um, and so that's what I did. I just talked to a ton of people. And I kept like re, like I kept putting it aside to work on other things and then like going back and like doing a whole new round of reporting and adding voices. And so it ended up being pretty long. Mm -hmm. Thank you, anyone who finished it. I definitely read it. Yeah, I definitely uh, finished it. <laughs> um, but it was really, really eye opening. Um, it for me, and I obviously because I'm not from the hip hop scene, but I, I mean, I, I was I was not so, super surprised in the sense what that scene I, are you from? Exactly. I well, I grew up around here in like the folk scene. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, so like Mumford and Sons. No, 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 no. Like going to club passy, like my parents taking me like fiddle music, like oh, folk Wait, music. music. I gave you way too much credit. No, That's yeah, like no. Music, right? A tavern music. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. like Irish. Show, or... show. Who the fuck are you? A lot of fantasy. So the so the Conor McGregor music. You guys, it's we all love all music, right? Oh, yeah. Of but I mean, I also oh, listen wait, to hip hop. I mean, I, I'm a I'm a consumer of many kinds of music, and like I just, but it's not my, you know, it wasn't my like scene. Mm -hmm. um, and but are you like infatuated? Like, like do you like the hip hop scene at all? Yeah, no, I listen to I listen to a fair amount of like R, I listen to more R and B actually. Okay. But yeah, R and B and hip hop. But I'm not like an expert on. I'm not, the same I'm way. Exactly. I like R and B. I like hip hop a lot. But yeah. I like R and B probably a little bit more because. Kind of, it's like more on the writer's side. Like so rather, who's who's yeah. your like your top five that you're listening to right now? Right now, well, Anderson Pack. Like again, it's not a weird. Yeah, like no, it doesn't single? have to be any order. Yeah. I'm like an Anderson Pack. Says that what? Do you like his new single? I guess came out. Uh, I don't know if yeah, I. I, I don't the remember name of it. it. Too. Yeah, it's all right. I love Miguel. Sometimes I'm a little on the fence about him right now. 
Uh, Why? What's on the <laughs> You know, uh, it got them girls. <laughs> I like Miguel. Me too, but his latest album was like not as good as his own. It was with the Paul, right? I think that's because he wasn't sticking to what he originally started as. Like yeah, he's trying no, to I do agree. the whole no, Bruno wanted, Mars thing. He wanted he's better than Bruno Mars, but yes, I Bruno's agree. a better performer. I don't think people give him credit. I've never seen Miguel perform live, so I couldn't speak. I've seen Miguel at the garden. He had like on some pink rhinestone boots. It was kind of weird. It was a little weird, but you killed it, bro. It was like glitter and like rhinestones. Kind of what I like about him. He's like a little bit like he's not gender bending, but he's like he's just like open to anything. He's yeah. Okay. Um, I think he's better as a writer. He's a great songwriter. He's better as a writer when he's ready for usher. Um, and he's like, I look his taste in production mm. is more up my alley than like Bruno, which to me always feels like it was like created in the lab. It's like because a lot of people got mad at Bruno. What? Mad at Bruno. Yeah. I know. I haven't been following it. I like don't. I can't even. I don't. <laughs> so know. check like, this. Whatever. Out. He's fine. So check this out though. So let's talk about uh, Andrew for a second. Like, do you like his older stuff or his new newer stuff? It, Anderson Pack. Yeah. Um, Malibu was the one that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like it a lot better because I feel like before I went back to the previous album, which the name of which I'm forgetting. Venice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think it went Venice Malibu, and then he started doing the um stuff with uh knowledge. That's what I'm talking. About. No worries. Do you the listen knowledge to Common's stuff. new um thing with Robert Glasper? Mm. It was like it's just coming out. Maybe it's not out yet. Oh, so it's probably not even like. Yeah, it was streaming on NPR. It was like streaming. Before it came out, I got that knowledge shit on wax, by the way. If anybody wants to buy okay. that, <laughs> if anybody's looking for a copy, I got a clean one. <laughs> so, you like Miguel, Anderson, Pat? Oh, yeah. Who else? She said SZA. I said SZA. I'm thinking of like actually rappers now. Um, I mean, so you got. I, I really liked Mick, Mick Jenkins stuff. Who's Mick Jenkins? I feel like I heard of him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I feel like you would like Earth Gang, too. Oh, yeah, you would definitely like Earth Gang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Earth Gang's where it's at. And then I, like, went on an Erica Badu kick again, like, reliving some of that, and I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's been more R&B lately, but... um, R&B be the wave, in my opinion. But it's all merging a lot, because, like, Chance, I feel like he sort of wiggled back and forth. Between rapping, yeah, like he raps, but he's like very, very. I thought I thought Chance was more of like a gospel rapper. Yeah, yeah, he changed up. Well, now he's definitely up there with. uh, Like his first song was gospel, right? Yeah, yeah. Who's that? It's it's a it's a thing where it's where you get into a reach, where you get into a zone where this is accessible, and not only that, you can make good music doing it, and Mm -hmm. people respond to it. So I feel like that's what Chance is in now. I feel like Chance is like the... After Acid Rap, it was like, hey, acid what rap. else can I do? And nah, then when he did I the Donnie Trumpet album, he was like, I good. figured it out. Yeah. I think he's just the new millennium, the new millennial capitalist. Like he knows how to yeah. dive into a certain genre just to make money. Well, 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 it's really? an arms race. Yeah. It's an it's arms race. I think he can make good music and make he, money. He, it's an arms race. It's him and Drake. You know? I haven't so seen Drake do a gospel record. Yeah, but the thing is, but the thing is, yeah, it's not about. It's not necessarily my God's plan. Is it's not necessarily about being gospel. It's about it's about finding your audience and your reach and how you can make the best music and have that reach. Because if you think about it, it's like Chance 
was one of the first guys of his era to like sign a deal with a talent agency. Uh And like, think about it. Chance was independent and on the ESPYs. Chance is independent. independent, See, the thing is, technically, because he he signed a deal to have his music distributed. But not even just that. You guys are talking about Chance in the music realm, but that's not even his highest grossing asset. It's his clothing line. So what Chance does with music really doesn't matter. Well, because you there's no money in music. You gotta just kinda like it, because that's not what keeps Ch- Chance rich. Well, because there's and no money in music. he said that himself. Because no. there's no money in music. No, there's not. We no, were just talking. That's what I'm just saying. We had this discussion in the car, Drake's, remember? Drake's making money in music right no, now. No, Drake don't make his money. He makes his money in, um, like, with the brands that he signs, with, with, the, with the Goose Down jackets. So he's making Jordan. no money off Goose, Drake shows. No, no, no. He can make money off the shows, but, like, ultimately that money goes right think back about, into... That's music, about, though, Think bro. about how few people... Are able to eat off music like a Drake can. Yeah, not a lot of people. It's so it's infinitesimal. It's really. really There's usually like three what? or four people that. Wait, make say that again. Infinitesimal. You, What's you that? Got, you guys. <laughs> that's you very, guys very say small. that, but I guess that's we're talking in an American aspect okay. because if you're talking on a global scale, uh, Jaquan is still. Tr- uh, um, he's still on tour. He's still alive. He Jaquan's still. <laughs> oh on wow. Jaquan's still on tour. <laughs> wow. What is that? He's still alive. You Listen, get what I'm saying? I didn't even know like, he was still alive. Like I thought everybody from that era, like the died. You Jaquan died from 2003. Wait, People uh, who were around in 2003? You know, like, Jaquan died with Chingy? No, because with the dude who stabbed himself in the eye. No, that was Houston. That was Houston. Yeah. He only had one single. I like that. I like that. I like that. And he had 800 people on it. I was supposed to get it. There were 12 other people on that song. Really? There were three, but I'm sorry. Close enough. Close enough. I mean... Three, 12, same shit. Damn, I just didn't know Jaquan was like... So what do y'all think about um Boston scene now? Anyway. With the new guys, uh, the you'd have a longer view of it than I would. Okay, so <laughs> the Boston, yeah, because yeah. really I'm old. <laughs> the Boston scene right now, we have more talent, more viable talent, okay, at different, at more levels than we've ever had ever in our history, and this includes back when really? Boston. I yes. concur. Yes. I agree with that. Absolutely. I and, like Boston scene right now. And, and Me too. We have. I'm a champion for it. At, at um, back in the day. When we had like multiple acts signed to majors, and this happened, um, we had multiple <laughs> acts signed. Are you talking ma- just hip hop? Well, I'm talking about everything. Okay. Hip hop, R and B, urban music in general. Just, okay. When we had a disgusting amount of acts, we had at one point we had probably had between eight and twelve acts signed to majors. None of them popped off. None of them blew up, um, with the exception of Ed O.G. and the Bulldogs. Yeah. Um, who really had any shout anything to, really yeah, go? Shout to Ed. But. Now we have way more viable talent that anybody could come in from any region and be like, could you give me some names of people that you would be comfortable putting on a stage next to any national act? I'd rattle off names. Rattling them off. Okay, so if you want to know like a bunch of names, I've actually done this. Five. Discussion. Okay. You could have Avenue. Um, you could put Avenue anywhere. You could put Millie's anywhere. Okay. You can't um, put Millie's anywhere. I don't think so. I, I think, think you so. put Av anywhere because of the way he raps. Millie's Millie's his bars just like Av does. And no. Yes, no, does. that's a different bounce. It's no. a way. No, 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 no. Shout out to Millie. Yeah, for real. His no, 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 no. Like, yeah, we're not taking that from you. Av wordplay is more like a 
It's a 90s wordplay. Yeah, like a 90s. Wait, A-Z. so you're Cole saying, Omega type wordplay. You're saying that Millie's doesn't? Have you ever heard any of Millie's freestyles? No, 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 no. Have you ever heard any of Millie's freestyles? Definitely. Yes. Definitely. Then how can you say not? How can you say that's not what he performs. No, it's definitely not. That's not what he performs. That's not what he performs. It's more so like, what's ding, that Kung ding, Fu song? Ding. So we're talking about singles? That's what he's performing. You're talking about singles? That's what he's performing, though. I can't, I can't. Help that that's what I see when he performs. What is, what is his first single? You're talking, are we talking about what somebody can actually Blanco? do? Is it Blanco? Something, something to Blanco. And the Fontos. Nah, we, was asking, we were asking who would you put it in front and of. And I'm, I'm telling you. A crowd. And he's, he's saying the case that the you're saying place. that based on. You can't put Millie's anywhere. anywhere. Yeah, you're, you're, saying, you're basing, you're you basing put, that on their body of work, but that's not what they're going to perform. Wait, 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 wait. So y'all telling me that y'all wouldn't put Ev and Millie's on the same bill? I'm not saying you want you want to put them on the same bill. You wouldn't put them on the same Not all the same places. But your argument was you could put them anywhere. Anywhere. You can't. Anywhere. You cannot put Millie's in Roxbury and expect everybody in Roxbury to rock with Millie's. That's not true. I That's disagree. A lie. That's I a total lie. I disagree. Really? I disagree. Vehemently. The I, and I'm a Roxbury, Lower Roxbury, South End dude going back to right, you said you named the South End. So why don't you just let him finish this? this no, 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 no. I agree with him, but it's like you can't put Millie's anywhere because he doesn't resonate with everybody. No one nobody resonates with everybody. with everybody. But nobody's going to sit there and say, yeah, that shit was fire. Nobody does that with Millie's. <laughs> I disagree. I'm being I've real. It. I've been I've to done shows. it. I've seen oh, shit. It. I went to his listening. What was that? Listening, listening session? session yeah. We went to Bodega. We you can't there. perform everything. It I was, was basically there. just people there from Cambridge. A lot of people weren't from Roxbury and stuff that were in there because I was conversing. We was outside talking with Picasso and a lot of people out there. People would just go in there just because he knows Jada Kiss and shit. I they was there. I was at that. I'm not saying he wasn't. But I'm telling you the what the atmosphere was. That's what the atmosphere was. The atmosphere was definitely not for people that. Dorchester, Roxbury, Mattapan. Was it a listening for everybody from the community or was it a listening for people that It was were... a free invite. Like, you didn't have to... Anybody was able to walk in there. There wasn't no signing names off the paper or anything like that. I know plenty of people who just showed up, got out the car, and just walked in. They was like, oh, I was here to buy some sneakers. Who's this dude Miller? <coughs> That's why he walked around and was greeting everybody. I thought that was cool, too. That was mad cool. But yeah, you can't was, say cool. you could put Millie's anywhere. If I could say I could put Ab anywhere, I could say I could put Millie's anywhere. They don't rap the same thing. It's nowhere It's nowhere near the same. Millie's is more so on, from the music that I've listened to, it's more so on, I grew up fucked up, I made it out the system. Spend That's his story. Spend I, I understand that. But and, what's Ab's, Ab's, and what's Ab's story? Ab's story isn't the same. He grew up in my neighborhood, okay. the South End, Lower Roxbury. Mm-hmm. He had a father who was an addict, mm-hmm. and he, ended, he played basketball. He fell out of it because he's, he was dealing. Billy's deal in Cambridge. But nobody's going to believe it in Roxbury. <laughs> it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm telling you. We ain't rocking they're asking, like that. You're asking me what's going to hit. If you can put him anywhere, you can't. They're not going to feel him you like can't. that. You can't. That's not me knocking it. I love, like, I love his music. But yeah. I know I've played his music for certain people, and they're like, I'm not fucking with that. What did you play? What do you mean? Like, there's I play his freestyles on Funk Flex. I Which play his freestyle on Sway. He does a good job. And people, like it. people like, people no, like it until they that. see him. And once they see him, they're like, oh, no. I thought that nigga was black. <laughs> Freaking, what's his name? He was on Everyday Struggle. Um, who, who, Star. Star, Star yeah. liked it. He was like, I didn't know he was black. Star I mean, I didn't idiot. know he was white. Star's also an idiot. Okay. Damn. I mean, also I mean Damn. So, so anyway, just so like that. Same thing with academics. Academics was like, yo, and academics was, was a fire. And academics is an idiot too. So anyway, right? Damn, <laughs> he just disinnoed. 
Yo, I'm Darth Adams. Fuck everybody. Dude, I'm saying the South End, Lower Roxbury, between uh, Mass Ave, between Columbus and um and um and uh, whatever the fuck. But anyway, um, Somewhere. but the thing is that like, if you want to have a, co- a comprehensive list of all the people I think that you could put in front of an audience and it, they'll go over. I've done I several shows. We got the millions. No, I've done a several. I've done several no, shows on. I, I've yeah, done, that was it. You got I, three more. I've three. done several shows on LFOD where you could just go through there and listen yeah. to that on Bandcamp because we're we're gonna exhaust the point. But the thing is, we have more talent than we've ever had. Yeah, you at different levels. You still got three now. Nah. You gotta have it. You good? Nah, nah. I'm I agree. Because we're gonna be, we're gonna be. We're no, no. Gonna lose I, I won't go all the way. I won't dive all the way into it. My thing is that you can't just say because you may agree with them and their music that you could put them anywhere. Because Millie's doesn't resonate with a lot of young kids in Roxbury, the Rosendale area, Dorchester, Madison. But by that same token, the reason why we don't have bills that are mixed is because people use this excuse and they say this person isn't gonna resonate here, like Michael Christmas. You can't. You can like have Michael Christmas, Christmas here in yeah, Cambridge. Cool. You can't yeah, have Michael like Christmas cool. here. I like or, Christmas. Yeah, but yeah. I'm saying that's the that's that's an argument. You can have Bia here. You can't have Bia here. I think I have a woman anyway. Do you think <laughs> so? Okay, Dutch Rebel. <laughs> okay, Dutch Rebel. Perfect example. Okay, Dutch Rebel. Can she play anywhere? Yes. Can she play everywhere? Yes. Yes. Okay, so we agree that Dutch Rebel can play everywhere. Yes. 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 Would you put Dutch Rebel on the same bill as Millie's? Yeah. Yeah. Would you put Dutch Rebel, Millie's, and Av on the same bill? Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, then. Not everywhere. Yeah, but you're not going to put All right, everywhere. And so you made everywhere. him the anchor. Like, we yeah. agree with the other two, but you made us you pick the You threw him in there. As, yeah, yeah, it's, it's like, like you them. didn't give yeah. us a bill without them. Why not have Dutch, Millie, no, why not have Dutch, Av, and Michael Christmas? I'll take that bill. Why can't you have Dutch, Av, Michael Christmas, and Millie's? Because it's usually never four people. It's usually three big names at the top, and the rest are all small. Yeah, but I'm, saying, but I'm saying. You can have that. We're not saying you can. It's just that's not the way it usually goes. Yeah, because Millie's is going to feel like he's the bigger artist. That's just really what it is. And if you want to be real, all artists have egos. Someone's going to be tight that then You know all these people know each other, right? I, yeah, and I know all these people. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but I'm but saying. I'm not afraid to speak on it. That's the thing. I'll, everybody else is going to be like, oh, they're going to be kumbaya. Everybody gets along. No, I'm going to be that's real. Not we, that's not what we do here. I, I'm real. Like, let's put you, let's put Dutch at the top of the bill. Fuck everything. Facts. Yeah, I put Dutch. <laughs> facts. Dutch is at the top of the bill. I like Dutch. I like her more now that like she's being more vulnerable now too. Like we spoke. She's showing more personality. It's not only that. Like, do you think that Dutch is where she should be at, or do you think she should be? Should be no, at? I think Dutch should be way bigger than she is now. And what do you think is holding her back? Don't be real. Know. Don't know. See. There are a lot of artists that are out here right now. That it's really what, hard for female MCs to make it at all. Yeah, but it's... it's How's really, Tokyo Jets getting on? What? Tokyo Jets. She's from Florida. She uh-huh. got on by freestyling on her phone, and now she's signed. That's how she got on? That's how she got on. No, I'm seeing more of it. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, hold on. It is... Bro, like, like... No, don't even use that. You don't even want that beef. Just, it is hard for them. I'm not saying it's not hard. Just, I, I'm, I'm saving saying, you no, 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 for no. Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not it's, saying it's hard, not hard, ladies. We know it's like, hard. Until, like, until, like, literally, like, because Dutch has been at it for a while. Yeah, while. Wow. And, yes. like, literally until, I don't know, do we have any, like, at the top, like, in the mainstream, like, Cardi B? Like, who is, besides Nikki, who's been there for, the game. for a while, yeah. but we don't have, we have a new ones? Like, we, it's, it's like, you it's have just them, ab- we don't care to. Absent from that 
sort of top echelon. And so people, I, I just really think it was dry for a long time, yeah. and people didn't even think of women as a possibility. Women always want really, but well, want to be real. Like, they don't let any women get on unless they show some skin. Okay, but here's the thing, right? But, Something, Dutch, but Dutch is, she she's very marketable, but she's very marketable, and she's always been good looking. But I don't she's even never think. shown her body. She always, she's always she's, been that girl with the, that, that tomboy girl that can rap, that got a cute face, so but anyway, you never knew what she looked like. If you're not willing to do certain things that don't resonate with you, then you just have no chance because you it, won't, it, like... I mean, if you want to be real, I mean, I'm just saying, that's just the way the industry is. You're proving is. my point. Uh, but, <laughs> no, but, but I agree with your point. I'm just <laughs> yeah. saying, that's, but, in my but, opinion, that's okay. why Dutch isn't, but, hasn't been bigger than what look, look, look at this. We go back to 1996, that's right? Sad. It, it, it is sad. It is. It's extremely sad. So we go back... No, 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 but think about it. Think about it. Go back to 1996. What happened was the entire thing... Hmm? Well, I'm about to tell oh, you. Oh, right, my bad. Go, go back to 1996. Well, I'm going to say, let's go back to 1996 and stop talking. Let's go back to 1996 <laughs> and um, we put out, um, so what happens is Lil' Kim's album drops, right? Uh -huh. And then right after it comes um, um, Foxy Brown. Foxy Brown. Yeah. They both dropped the same month in 1996, November 1996, mm -hmm. right? They both go gold, then platinum, mm -hmm. and they blow up. After that, now every industry that generates money is a copycat industry. So every label was looking like, we need our Kim or our Fox. So they got the Eve. Yes. So we're gonna have to go get our Cha Cha. We're gonna have to get our Eve. Well, wait, they had they had MC Light. They had Light isn't. Uh, but Light Light's MC. Light's, Light's career was on the downswing by then. She had to go to um. But I'm saying she had to go MCs to Missy. All out at the same time, and they were both competitive, and they all was. But Light's from the '80s. Queen Latifah's from the late 80s. I felt yeah. like it was better in the 80s. We had Queen Latifah. That was more, well, but that's when you also didn't know. They didn't know. It was extremely better in the late 80s. Okay. Because. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, why it's so frustrating now. It's here's like, what's messed up. Um, the you first, have Rhapsody, though. I love Rhapsody. We'll take her. But, but I'm, ta what? I'm taking that. I'm, ho I'm like clinging to the Rhapsody. <laughs> maybe someone will, like, maybe this will open Look the at what had to happen with Rhapsody. Rhapsody first appeared on a song on um, Ninth Wonders, uh, a Ninth Wonder compilation 10 years ago. I want to know why these labels aren't picking up women like Because they can't sell. That's what they say. That's, that's what, what they, they say. Said. That's what they Can't say. That's sell. that was the excuse that film that the film industry has been giving for ages for not having like yeah. Black Panther. I mean, or that's, a Wonder Woman. Or Wonder Woman. Okay. Which was well, it's like, they won't sell and then they all sold. Yeah, exactly. Sold. Perfect example. We uh, want MTV it. claimed you got blamed. You got MTV blamed. claimed that they didn't have good ratings when they were just focusing on music videos. And it's weird because every house I went to had one TV on BET and one TV on MTV. But everybody's seen the good videos on BET. Everybody did. Yeah, everybody did. So I'm like, you guys didn't get ratings? That's bullshit. What it was was that you could they couldn't get accurate ratings from um, Nielsen by screening videos because in order to have an accurate rating system from Nielsen, you have to have a program on. Hmm. So when they started putting out original programming, that's when they got accurate ratings. And when you get accurate ratings, that's how you know how much you're going to be able to bill somebody for ad space. And that's why they switched. But it's it's all double talk. People are just talking shit like this doesn't sell, this doesn't move. Then when it does, now all of a sudden that they want to move on it. Well, I mean, that's any capitalist industry. Like that's think about, if I put show in the like corner and some clothes and like think about how much work Ninth Wonder had to put in. He put in years. He had to put he had to pull Rhapsody. Rhapsody got pulled out of um her group, <clears throat> Coolie High. Yeah. 
and he started pushing her. But that's also for five of, years. So that's because she's talented. But then she started. They started focusing on her looks more because they started developing. They it's started focusing on after these looks. Huh? No, they didn't. Her ball game stepped Come up. Come on, man. Let's be real. They focus on Rhapsody's looks. Now. I don't even think we're really disagreeing When she here. came to the middle of the East, she got her makeup done and everything. Rhapsody didn't That's even not focusing on her looks. That's what just, that? she got a budget now because she's on Rock Nation. We had the girl on the podcast who did her, her thing for free. She had to pay for that. But I'm saying you have a budget look, now because you're on Rock Nation. Everybody, when they get big, looks better and dresses better. and has. I, I, like I've always thought shit. there's always been women around who can rap their ass off and who can always. make a song. Look at Snow the Product. I think there's a lot of prejudice too along. Yeah, of course there's prejudice. So anyway, I mean. But Dutch. look at how many people who've been in the industry who, who are talented but don't look good to society. Then you have some people who look great but can't rap, or can't make a mu- can't make music. Look at Cassie. Cassie came out with one I song. I was just about to say that. And then what happened after that? Diddy had to come on and apologize for Cassie on 106. Yeah, but yeah, you also like, have you to. But there's sing. another as, there's another aspect of Cassie that you're leaving out. What's that? Next selection, Ryan Leslie. Okay. Who did artist development? Who was who, who, could, who was an amazing writer. songwriter? Yeah. Who had leveraged like hell? Yeah. After writing hits for a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Who could say, "All right, this is my new artist. We're going to put we're going to put them on." But let me ask you this: When people see Cassie now, do they still remember a long way to go, or they just know her for being Diddy's girl? They just know her for being Diddy's girl because she's not even an artist anymore. But we only know her for looking great now, right? You don't know her for. But she always looked good. She was a she was a model before. That's what I'm saying. That her her talent. She didn't have much talent. That's the point I'm making. So, so, but she still is marketable, right? I, every woman that we've brought up is marketable. Yeah, I'm not saying they are. Like I'm a friend. I have I'm, to say, when someone says to me, "Well, oh, it wouldn't sell," I mean, these are the same excuses I get from venues. Yeah, exactly. Ask, Why won't you book hip hop? Yeah. I mean, these are these are the excuses that are given always in every sector for people who don't want to take chances. And yeah, it is a risk. It's always a risk. Always a risk. You could lose money on anything. Yeah, true. And it's, the question you... is whether you care or not. And if someone says they don't care, like I'm kind of like, well, yeah. I mean, you don't have to care. I mean, nobody. You, people will say they don't care, but <laughs> it's it's about making money at the end of the day. It's like, right. I think hip hop would sell out a lot of things because I think it's like the number one genre of music right now. Like it overtook uh, rock and roll. If you it overtook that. rock and roll back in 1997. Mm-hmm. It's, okay, another thing that bothers me is that people saying, uh, oh, that's what Nielsen reported that they'd never gotten these. Numbers before because they, cha- I think it's because they changed the way. Yes. They were looking at their, so they were counting differently. Yeah, it's so. possible that hip hop actually has been bigger. Okay. It definitely has. So I think say it they has. Okay. They weren't yeah. measuring. Okay, it right. so here's they didn't want hip-hop okay. that claim then? Yeah. Okay. No, they don't. So here's the thing. Hip hop first overtook country back in 1997 and then did it between 1997 and 1998. Country. Okay. Yes, and country was the biggest selling genre. Yep. 1997, 1998. Now, when they instituted SoundScan, which was a new way to count mu- music, back in, uh, was it March 1991 or some shit? Um, or May 91? Uh, when they instituted this thing, they realized, wait a second, these numbers are coming back different. Because one of the first things that they noticed was that all of a sudden, when they did the Nielsen for radio, the very first song that hit number one across all the things was um, PM Dawn's... Uh, Set Adrift and Memory Bliss, which is a rap song. Mm-hmm. That's across rock. They're like, holy shit, what just happened? Then one of the first things they did for um, records is uh, N.W.A., Eiffel Vizagin, Niggas for Life, mm-hmm. um, became the number one selling album across the board. 
including Murak. Yeah. And then they were like, um, what the fuck is going on? So when you think about 97 and 98, and all of a sudden now, oh, hip-hop is overtaking, um, overtaking rock. Bullshit. Mm. Country was bigger than rock in 97, 98, and it overtook it. And this is at the height. still big right now. This is at the height. This one things are still selling. This one pop is huge. Mm. This is at the Britney Spears is coming out. You know? Like uh in sync and ninety-eight degrees and and Backstreet Boys are all hot. B2K. Beach B2K, I don't think B2K B2K was bigger than NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. They got the numbers to prove it. I don't think they were out then. 98, 99. No, 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 were no, they? No, no, no. 90 and 99? 2000. 2001. Yeah. Well, they were, well, the, those boy, boy bands were well, on the decline. No, because I always had this argument people, they always say the biggest boy bands of all time was Backstreet and NSYNC, but it really wasn't with B2K. Well, the biggest boy band of all time is actually New Edition. But. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you go by that. I mean, <laughs> they got a BT special. I mean, you can't beat that one. But yeah. I think the B2K special would be better than that. I mean, if you... You mean, you mean Ray 2K? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really know much about the whole NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Like, I listened to them growing up. Well, Backstreet Boys, know, only the one dude. I know all the lyrics to all their... Like, I don't know how I learned them. <laughs> but if you play one of their hits right now, I could sing all Which the Which one? I NSYNC? didn't own a single one of their albums, but I know... Because they played it everywhere. And I was exactly the age, and I was a girl, and like that was what was getting played. Who, who was your favorite group growing up? I was not really listening to mainstream music. He was listening to no music? Oh, just the fiddle music? No, just like weird. Yeah. Oh, he's going to keep going back to that. Oh. You guys have no idea. The fiddle music? The whole world. So I had to get introduced to like our I'm scene. Just, I'm a person. Like, I. <laughs> I'm a person. I can read. I do pay attention. No, I, I mean, like, I started writing about music, and so then I just decided I need to listen to everything as much as I could. Yeah. And I love I just anything in the R&B zone I love and definitely hip hop is one of my favorite favorite well not favorite what's the first R&B song that comes to your mind is it, why do you guys do this it's so dun, 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 just don't say R. Kelly no I don't think that I didn't think <laughs> that was you do I'm gonna get my raincoat <laughs> <laughs> it's what we do it's like we always want to know what somebody's favorite is it's like alright what oh, it is I don't know if I have a favorite but I did listen to Genuine's um <laughs> Pony. Pony on the way over here. <laughs> like, this is this song is great. Like it's still great. It's a classic. Yeah. You can play it anytime. It's one of the yeah, best. He, he still performs that song everywhere he goes. He has he to. Has to. Yeah. That's a must. I'm, if he I'm doesn't, if did you want? If Elgin Lumpkin goes anywhere and doesn't perform Pony, people feel cheated. One of yeah. yeah. True. Yeah. It's iconic. Difference like, is good too. And in those jeans. I like so anxious. Say that's all right. I like so anxious. That's all right. That's I don't cool. know how comfortable I am with you saying that so close. <laughs> I love so anxious. Judge me. Judge me. Nah, differences in those jeans was was like my hits. When I seen the video, that was it. I was like, Indo's which jeans. one? Whoa, what? Mm. Which one? Which one? In those jeans. Which version of the video? Oh, wow. Are you aware that you're aware that there are two versions? Right? Yeah. No, I mean I am not. There was Learn a BET something. After Dark version. Uh, oh, no, there was a no. There was a um. Like, there was actually like, huh? there was actually a, um a controversy behind that video because in the in those jeans video he had um goodness what's her name? Soleil. No, uh, no, 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 no. Um, the guy who created Benihana, his son's Aoki. So Devin Aoki mm-hmm. was in the video. And a lot of people were pissed off at Genuine about that. So they cut her out, the second version. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't know that. Trivia. Wow. I Facts yeah. right I, that. <laughs> I have a question. What do you think, you know, you're saying, like, this is going back to earlier, mm-hmm. 
you know, you're talking about how we have a great crop of artists right yeah. now. What do you think they need to make it? Like, what what needs to happen here in Boston? Okay, um, two things need to happen. There need to be um, venues where they can perform regularly, open to them. There needs to be a mix of um, bills at multiple at multiple places. And we need promoters to, like, really let go. Um, of that stigma? Well, we need promoters to let go of control in a lot of cases. And then we need to get rid of this, uh, a lot of the stigmas. Um, What's the stigma? Well, one of the big issues with, like, urban music, period, is that where are you going to perform it? You know what I'm saying? But like, it's not the same as before, though. I think you can get, like, Maggie's Lounge and Quincy does it almost every month. Yeah, but what had to happen to open Maggie's Lounge? I don't know that backstory. I just know that. They've been what had to open? It's still not like their main thing. Yeah. Though. What had to op- What had to happen so we could actually do shows at Wonder Bar? What had to happen? So, so what's the backstory for all that then? If that's the case, hmm? what's the backstory for all that? Like, think about it. When I was coming out, they could do hip hop shows at um Bill's Bar and Harper's Ferry. Harper's Ferry don't exist. Doesn't exist anymore. And Bill's I'm Bar is just now getting back into that. You know what I'm saying? Do we have a label here? I mean, I feel like we what artists need is like a home base. I mean, they need those things, and they need a. There needs to be. Someone was saying to me, I was talking to Amanda Shea. Do you guys know her? Yes. No. Um, she Look like is in the scene and like she represents um, ants, rap, and raps. ants and raps. And also is a poet. And she was saying she's like... Oh, that woman. Yeah. Yes, okay, okay. I yeah, know she's like, we yeah, need a cool. place where, like, if Rock Nation came to town, they could just go to that club and, and like, a spot. something's yeah. happening. Like a hub, and like a nice hub. Because yeah. people aren't getting plucked. I mean, why is Dutch Rebel hasn't broken? Well, I think she needs to move to New York. I thought when she got on Sway, it was going to be a good look for her. Yeah, it was okay. a good look. Okay. But okay. But when she was on Rap Fix, it was a good look. But it didn't... It didn't. Yeah, it's like nothing, there was no attraction after that. Yeah, okay. Because of the reason she just, um, just mentioned. Now, think about it, right? Um, we have the record company. Who? But... The record company. The record company. Okay. But like the record company can only do so much, and like, like you like who? It's like they're. they're <laughs> but I mean, they're asking. mostly at this point. They're mostly a place where people can can record. record music. They music. have like it's a subsidized space, so it's cheaper. Yeah. So it's like they're they can only do so much. You know, you have the Converse Rubber Track Studio, but that's not being utilized fully to be what it could be. So how do people find out about these? What spots? about do the producers? artists know um, about these places? Hmm? Do artists know about these places? People know about the record Yeah, they do. But, like, what needs to happen is things like Berkeley College of Music needs to make a concerted effort to be a part of the community as far as the music is concerned, aside from just... Actually, that's a really good point. ...teaching them. Um, uh, Northeastern University needs to open up, so they need to be a bigger part. Um, Emerson Mm. needs to do something. So they're producing a lot of talent, and a lot of that talent leaves. Yes, because, again, this is a uh, transitional state yeah, or whatever. it is. But right. that's what you just, just said. The, the only option for Dutch Rebel would be to get big. You just said it would be to go to New York. Yeah. So with that being, with that being said, are we just here to farm talent, or are we going to come together as a unit and create a place for these artists, like you said, for Rock Nation it to come and be able to see these people. I think it, that would be better. You're telling me about places that don't exist like, anymore. Think about I think it. Like, the plan is to put in a place that we can create now where both your vision, my vision, 
and also her vision as well can all be incorporated into the system and make and kind of present these independent artists with the missing piece. Like, no we get it. We can go all day about all the places that should or could. We should be the purpose and the reason and the force pushing towards making that happen for them because I think we can all agree that we all want Boston music to go to the next level, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. With that being said, let's be proactive and make something happen. Okay, like that's why I wrote an article. <laughs> <laughs> that's what the articles for. There you go. That's but like, the start. where's the late? Like, she was saying earlier, like there are no labels. Like, who can we get behind this? I don't know. I think that's that's a that's what we need. Why don't you guys start it? With need what capital money? for these. With what money? <laughs> yeah. well, you can start a fund. Go fund. We got one of the heavy. best cities to start funds. Yeah. Right? Okay. I, what I would rather here. do is I would rather shame people with money mm-hmm. into putting up the money. And actually contributing to the communities that they are in. That's why I was saying with all the um the yeah. things about Emerson. Emerson's in my Emerson's in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Okay. Northeastern's in my neighborhood. Berkeley's in my neighborhood. Okay. You know, everywhere I go is a fucking college campus. Yeah. But at some point, you have to give like there are a lot of kids. There's uh, no impact in the in in city. In the yeah, exactly. So I was I lectured once at Berkeley, and I was talking about how sad it was for me that there are all this all this music history right down the street, mm-hmm. and all these things going on right in their community, but the students don't necessarily go outside and reach outside of it because they don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. Also, because Berkeley doesn't make a concerted effort to reach out to, to yeah. reach out. That's that's a good point. I would I would like to point to a few like efforts that are being made. I mean, like the Bar Foundation. Yeah does have this Live Arts Boston grant that people can apply to. Um, and they were definitely have been working really hard to diversify the applicant pool because people don't know about it. No, they yeah. do not. So I actually emailed a bunch of people like this fall when the deadline was approaching, you know, mm-hmm. in the hip hop scene here in Boston being like, apply to this and some of them did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean obviously I think it's on it's 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 on the bar to make sure that their outreach improves. It's only yeah. in the second year at this point. But um, they give away, you can get up to $15,000 to produce an album if that's what you applied for. It's Live Arts Boston, so it could be like they're trying to, um, it's live. It's for live, basically live arts as opposed to visual arts because they've thought, they realized that, that there was a need for that. Yeah. So if you're like, I want to produce a series um, like of hip-hop artists, like a regular monthly thing, and I want to be able to pay my artists this much, and you can like apply for that. So that's happening. And the city of Boston has Boston Creates, which is uh, less clear to me exactly what's yeah. happened from that. <laughs> but they've done a lot of talking about trying to be some more supportive of artists. So I think that um, people really going to, you know, finding where the money is and making noise and making fuss, you sometimes get a response and you yeah. sometimes get those pocketbooks opening. Yeah, I mean, like, so think right. about Harvard. Shame people. Harvard has a hip hop archive. They have a hip hop show that comes to yeah. Their but city. who's been? To, I've been to the archives several times. Several times. Have any of you ever been to the archives? No. Do you know where it is? No. No. I'm waiting for you to tell. Them. Okay. Yeah, facts. So <laughs> put that on my list. So Harvard on campus on. has like this small museum. All right. That no. that deals with black art. It's right there, and the hip hop archive is on like the third floor of it. I've been to this place several times over the past five, six years. And it's always kills me when I realize that nobody's been here. 
And co- why? Because Harvard does not Harvard do Harvard doesn't outreach. try to. Have you heard about the Massachusetts Football Archives? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, one my. You're part, you're involved in that. Yes. Yeah. Because um, my boy, who who's a um, a professor at UMass Boston, actually Pacey. started it. Yeah, Pacey. Yeah. Pacey Foster started it. I did a story it. on it. I did a story on oh, it. Oh, cool. Yeah. So Pacey Foster actually started it. Why? Because Harvard's Hip Hop Archive didn't do outreach. Mm. Well, and also because the Massachusetts Hip Hop Archive, what it is, is it's actually trying to collect archival recordings and materials from Boston and Massachusetts documenting our hip hop history. Yeah. So they started with a collection. The, the Harvard one is like, I don't really understand what it is. It's basically Marcelina was working somewhere else and she brought a whole bunch of stuff with her to Harvard when she yeah, started. It's not, it's not Boston. It's not Boston. It's not, it's not attached to Boston at all. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the Massachusetts Hip Hop Archive is. And it started with this collection of tapes from Lecco's Lemma, which was this show in the 80s. Um, at, at, it was like in the basement of MIT and this guy was like into this like new thing, hip hop, and he wanted a show about it. So it was like the place where kids would um, send their tapes who were just like starting to rap and freestyle and they would come and, so they, would, basically and they were all like Lecos... 15 years old and NOG was like learning and you know, yeah. it's like this like weird little document of this moment. So Leco's Lemma kind of is basically we're... the beginnings of the Boston hip hop community. Yeah. Not Boston hip hop existing, but the community, because everybody came to this show when it when it came on. Um, I used to listen to it when I was a kid. Yeah, I used to listen to it. I we had old tapes, all the stuff, and I ended up um, doing um, working it uh, with uh, my boy Dana Scott, and we did a show called Musonomics at MIT in that same studio. Mm. So we would go back and we would go to back to like uh, the records. And they had records going back to 1979 because there was a the, one of the the second ever hip hop radio show was in Boston, there. But when it had a different call sign, it was called the Ghetto. I, you gotta go on like Jeopardy. <laughs> facts. He like, knows this, a lot. This facts is it's like, a lot. It's a lot. But it's good to know though. I've been googling this whole time. You guys really should like the Massachusetts Hip Hop Archive is trying to expand and it's yeah. doing an oral history project and like. It's very invested mm. in hip hop and history here in Boston. I mean, it's not maybe as concerned with the issues we were talking about now as like current artists, but yeah. it, it'll get there. I we want to know though, like someone like me who wants to get in the resource, city. And there are people really, really committed. Cindy Diggs, who I interviewed for in my article, she's the one who um, used to be a promoter back in the '90s mm. and formed this like the UMMF. Yeah, um, which was a networking kind of organization and. This is back before the internet, so if you wanted to hear about shows, she had a beeper, and, like, she mm. would just, like, she just was the one that you, I don't remember, I don't know you how she out ran to. it exactly, yeah. but, like, it was yeah. essentially, like, she was the hub collecting all of the information and then disseminating it to the people who wanted to hear it because you couldn't just, like, yeah. go to Facebook She or used to make a newsletter and she before had a new, the right. internet, and we used to get the newsletter, and it would tell us all the things that went wrong in rap venues in the area, all the things we need to change, uh, what national act came into town and got and didn't get the proper respect that they deserved? Um, who went where to what um, showcase and, and blew up and has people's attention? It told us everything we need to do, everything we need to know, and what we need to do. And she arranged meetings and stuff like that to build up the scene. And yeah, course. so she was like really committed to it yeah. for several years, and um, and and she's involved in the in the archive now too, and helping Pacey like keep building it up. So I think there's going to be an event later in the spring that y'all should pay oh, attention oh, to. Oh, yeah, we're definitely things. down. I don't know. I just, I think it's really, 
a really one of the coolest yeah. sort of hip hop related things. You guys need your own podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> Y'all look good. That's a lot of. Dark is, is it really that cold in here for y'all? Yeah, it's cold as shit. We're like the cold people. I'm always cold. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, Don't I appreciate you guys coming through and yeah, man, this was dope. Dropping your knowledge and like I thought it was pretty dope. I learned a lot today. I yeah, Google some shit. I learned. It, I learned it. I learned that I can't put Millie's and Av on the same bill, even though I know them both and they both don't. See, this is the thing. You know them though. You're, you're you're throwing them in the mix with somebody that you don't know, and you're hoping that that music is gonna be popular to a certain group of audience, and they're gonna vibe with it. It's it's not the case. Like I'm telling you, from venues I've been to, from venues I've seen Millie's perform at, it, it doesn't resonate with everybody because, for me. I have to look at you like even I can listen to your freestyle. It's it's gotta hit home with me. I gotta be like, all right, I feel that. Is it only because he's white or is it? I, it really is. I think yeah. so because like it, it sucks, but like when you're growing up, that's what you're taught. Like the white dude. He's going through the Eminem fit in. phase right now with yeah. us. He's yeah, going through the Eminem phase. He's going through the Eminem Wait, phase. Wait, so Eminem, Eminem didn't get acceptance immediately because of his talent? I, I mean, if you watch the movie, he definitely didn't get accepted. They seen him as the white dude who's coming over to the rap. That's in Detroit. No, that's, that's anywhere. That's coming up that's in the battle That's world. anywhere. That's, that's anywhere, bro. Why do you think a lot of people don't like <laughs> yeah, to have, man. like, think about it. When Macklemore came in, who accepted Macklemore? We were well, considering Did Macklemore, you accept Macklemore? Back in 2003 when I first heard of him. Uh, and See, but you're going back to 2003 when it was a totally different generation of kids. And yeah, but you asked me. That was you a totally different sound of music totally too. Different. That was not what you was on the album. Did you not, did you hear Macklemore's music when he was Professor Macklemore between 2003 and 2005? Of course not. I was did on Dipset. Macklemore's first album. Dipset. I was on Dipset. That's what I'm trying to tell bro. you. That that wave is dude. Old. I'm, older, I'm trying you're... to tell you. I've listened to his old stuff, and if he was that artist today, he'd be a better artist. Fact. The shit he's putting out on these albums is trash. He's also 15 years older. He's what? He's also 12 to 15 years older. Than he was then. Yeah. That's why when but people listen to Common now, Eminem. people are like, yo, do 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 the Common. I'm like, Common's 45. He's going to turn 40. Common turns 46 tomorrow. Common has a great album. <laughs> Common's always put out Common great music. Back when he was battling the Wu-Tang Clan by himself. Like, Common's so, nice. So when you ask me certain questions, you're going to get a different answer. No, no, I no, understand no, no, that. No, 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 I have a question about that, too. You, you said he's older. With this being said, and you can pull up his music. His sound then was more mature than it is now. His his sound now is about thrifting. His sound before was about suicide prevention. So where does that lie in that scale? Because I've heard you guys talk he a lot about. He wanted to be mainstream. Exactly. That, I've heard. That's I've heard real. you guys. That's I've heard you guys say, the thing that he said before. No, I've heard you guys talk. I've heard you guys talk a lot about about um I kind of agree. about commerce and uh, selling out uh-huh. or being mainstream and having to appeal to a wider audience. And he's not the guy who's selling 30,000 units anymore. He's the face they the use, pa- though. In the Pacific Northwest. He's the face we use. He's the guy who sells millions of copies and has commercials on national Is that due so to his rider? age? Is that due to his age? That's due to his age and his, and his, um, his recent look. popularity. His look. His his look. He's hold the on. guy no, we no, use. No. Listen, listen, hold on. You're trying to tell me due to his age, he's making more immature music than he was when he was because younger? Because it's mainstream. So we crossed over. It has nothing to do with his age. I, I don't... Well, okay. That's, that's like saying... Because that you, think... you were just talking <laughs> units. And if we're talking units, then we're talking a crossover. So are we, are we talking about maturity as an artist or are we talking about sales? Can he make the same music he made back in the day when he was making it for a smaller audience, for a wider audience today and get the, have the same reach? No, but can he still get 15 years older? Yes. Mm. 
Yeah, but like, so I just answered, I answered your question. Listen to old He made a decision to 15 years later to cross over to mainstream. He could have yeah. made that decision at any point but in listen, his life. Listen to early Pitbull, listen to new Pitbull. Same shit. Whoa, 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 whoa. Early Pitbull was definitely on songs with fucking Flo Rida. And, yeah. And but DJ Pitbull, he was a chorus like But when he wanted to start making music. Early Pitbull, international. Like, early Pitbull used to rap. Yeah, he did. Now and nobody Pitbull, was listening. Now Pitbull makes <laughs> nobody was exactly. Okay, but you know, no, you, you see how now the the comparison you just made with Pitbull makes sense because Pitbull has always wanted to be mainstream. He's always wanted to sell millions yeah. of units. That's his thing. It had nothing to do with maturity. Yeah. His maturity understood. Hey, this approach ain't working. I'm gonna go this way. That's why Pitbull's on top. What you're talking about with Macklemore. So Macklemore isn't that whole the same that same conversation. But you said it came from age. It, it it just came from knowing that he wanted to go in a different direction. That could have happened at any point in his figuring life. out how to figuring out how to better uh so you're trying to tell me he never involved? wanted to be a multi-million dollar artist Who? <laughs> that's why he started that's why he started <laughs> that's bro. why he started you hope yeah My, but, but, the but then same when thing you figure with, it out you figure it out but the same thing with pitbull like when pitbull rap that shit don't resonate with me i'm looking at it like all right nah, yeah fuck out of here why? but when he does those those salsa shits and all that i'm with it being real I'm, Think about it. Have you, when when Pitbull first came out, he used to always be in tank tops and white beaters and rapping real fast, and nobody was listening. Real, real but funny. now that he's in the suits and he's sticking more to like what people would say his his element and his culture, everybody listens now. He's on the he's on the Super Bowl he's shit. Old, he's, bad, he's got yeah. songs and fucking Fast and Furious and all this shit. But before that, you can't name me a Pitbull verse. She said, "I never understood the Pitbull face." <laughs> I am so hey. confused you, you remember his face though? You just get it and accept him now. Yeah. Like, that's like, it. I Nobody feel listen- I only ever knew him from the now face. I'm like, this is <laughs> exactly. Oh, yo, if I show oh, you, wow. Sam played him with the with the white beard. Yo, he never brought that up. Yo, no, like, no. he was like. He was he was doing the whole I'm a rap I'm from the hood yeah I'm good, and nobody resonated that's what I'm rough. trying to tell him like I understand that he knows Millie so he knows it from a personal place but if you're showing him to a kid who's 14 15 16 year olds walking around see I think that's stations, see I think that that's the thing too because I am not who, thinking who, about the 14 15 to 16 year olds and I never am but that's the problem and I think that and, and, that's, that's, I, and that's where that's where the disconnect is but that's I mean, what I'm saying like, with a lot of older people because I different audiences I don't I, I there's so few artists that are truly universal in fact maybe none there's a lot of Ooh. artists that are, there's not a lot of people who are artists that's the thing artist means that you're good in every avenue everybody's not an artist some people are just writers there's plenty of writers that's an who, artist who a writer is a type of artist no, an artist is. Do you mean an artist Drake is somebody? Is an artist. You, mean, you, mean Drake a front, you mean a person that you put out there in the forefront as opposed to. I just to, mean like generally people. And as people who no, make like, would you say Drake is a rapper or an artist? Both, either. No, 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 no. He's an artist. If you go by what he what happened a year or two years ago where everybody said he got a ghostwriter and he actually has songs where the people are credited. Rappers can have okay. ghostwriters. He's not a rapper. Rappers when can I have ghostwriters. MCs. I mean, artist is the big umbrella. There are rappers. Would you say Drake's an MC? But oh, I said Drake's an MC. Oh, I just mean not anymore. I just mean like generally artists. He can't be. He can't be anymore. Beyonce is Beyonce a singer or an artist? She's an she artist. Write she's, her both. Music. She's, she's both. She's both. She's both. She doesn't write her music. Artist just means a performing well, artist. Okay. She I mean. hasn't written since the day. She does involve. She is involved in the writing. No, no. She's involved in the writing process, but she does not write her. But here's the thing: when you're an R and B, who no one. When you're an R and B, there's plenty of people who write their own music. The Dream writes his own music. Neo writes. But the Dream is a producer. Kills it. The Dream is a producer. Write all his, make all his beats. I never said no one but said we never beats. said that. So, so, right. See, so now you're jumping around. His, his... Now you're jumping around. Because okay. here's the thing. With certain I people... what this argument's about. Yeah. With certain people, they actually create and they're part of the creation process for other people as opposed to just themselves. Okay. So when you say artist, you're 
taking this big thing that involves so much stuff and you're smashing it to this. An artist is encompasses a lot of stuff that's as a, opposed that's to it's just one thing. You don't, you don't want to do that. So, so you can't say is Beyonce just a, is a singer or an artist. No, she's both. Because, because the artist really encompasses creative artist. creative stuff on the side of um visual, uh singing, creating this the mood and the scene. All who's the dude? Stuff. Who's the dude? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who's the dude? Who's the dude? Who's the dude who did the original Wild Thoughts song? Um, what's it called? Santana? Yeah. He said Beyonce's not even a great singer. Lots of people aren't great singers. I just want to know. He she's not even a great I artist. I just want to know. If he said all she can do is dance. That's if we're it. doing Wait. it this yeah, way, what is, what is Prince? Whoa, 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 whoa. Carlos Santana. Yeah, he said that. Said that. Beyonce isn't a great artist. I can pull that up. Everybody yeah. says that about but, someone. But is Carlos Santana the best guy to gauge that? <laughs> just what? <laughs> do I give a fuck about what Carlos Santana thinks I mean, about what Beyonce's artistry? I don't give a fuck about I love. I love Carlos Santana. I think Carlos Santana's a great artist. But do I give a fuck about his opinion about Beyonce's artistry? So, no! So you don't care what I artists don't. have to say about another artist. Not if they don't know what the fuck they're talking about in that respect. And he clearly doesn't. But you're saying that Damn. he's a great artist, so now you're saying that he doesn't know what he's talking about. That's a... Not, not Just when does Beyonce... Prince fall? Not when someone tell me where Prince falls. He's Prince is a fucking, is an amazing artist. But he does it all. You guys are arguing semantics. And exactly. Like, At this point, no, semantics. But it's just like, okay, now we got... semantics talk. <laughs> semantics. <laughs> we have Prince, we have Beyonce, and then we have Drake. You see the the trickle down? That that's kind of the artist category. I think we're, that we're defining the word differently. So when I say artist, you're generalizing. So what I'm saying is performance artist. That's oh, what that okay. means. Okay? Same time Bruno Mars. I'm not talking about artistry. <laughs> what we're debating right now is artistry. He's also an artist. No, anyone who performs is an artist. Technically, artist. technically, it just means that it doesn't. I'm not talking about artistry, which I feel is what we're debating, like the legitimacy of someone's art. Okay. Different topic. Yes. It's just a term to, oh, to refer to people who perform on stage okay. with music okay. when I say it. That's and when I think most writers use it as shorthand for performers because yeah. they want they want like to be able to encompass rappers, singers, guitar players. They just want to talk about the artist. Right? It's a it's a bait and click. No, no, it's just I'm a joking. word I'm that joking. we use. Just <laughs> <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> like no, no, no. <laughs> okay, I got one question. Wrapping up, give me your favorite artist from the state. Doesn't matter. This state from yes. the state. I won't say the city. Just from the state. All time. No, 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 right, no, no. Right, now. right now, right now, right now. Doesn't have to be all time. Because all time will be will be, we'll be here for a while. Yeah. <laughs> right now, who's your favorite artist? How many you want? Five? No, just one. Just one? Oh, that's good. That works. It doesn't have to be the best. It doesn't have to be the Your greatest. favorite. Your personal favorite. It's who you feel like you like right now, period. Fiddle music, R&B, <laughs> hip hop. <laughs> Y'all should try to focus. music, though. Uh, that's a very hard question. That, yeah, it's a good one, though. Who you got, Sam? Me? Right yeah. now? Yeah. I like Jordan. Who? I like Jordan. Okay. Mm. All right. I like Jordan right So now. I got to be honest. I'll go Stays. Cousin Stays. That's, too, that's who I'm really gonna listen to. But. I, I like Jordan a lot. Like I like where he came from too. Like what he's trying to do now. And if you he took my joint, you listen to all his music yeah. before. It was just all like self help awareness and shit. <laughs> it was. I've told him that like to his face. Like his music was fo- it was dope. But like you had to watch a video to like really get it. Like yep. a lot of his yep. his songs, you needed a visual because he rap so goddamn fast. You're like, what the fuck? Ah, uh, bars. Alejandro Blanco go to somebody for me. else. Huh? Alejandro Blanco. Okay. Yeah. He's what the dude. fuck is that? He's a young uh, R&B singer out here. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's dope. It's, it's, yeah, um, it, tape, he's, he's uh, got a August. Good it's dope. All right. Take a listen. Okay. He's got a good sound. Alejandro, sorry. Alejandro Blanco. Blanco. Well, I, I, we could show the SoundCloud after if you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
That's it. There's, there's a lot of young talent, like under yeah. dudes on the 25 that like really okay. kicking game right now. So I'm gonna have to go with STL Gold because I feel like out of Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. I feel like their last their albums have progressively got better, and I've talked to um, I've talked to Ark about this. The last album that they put together. They made it specifically for you to listen to and for you to see it performed live. Mm. You see it performed live, it fucking jumps off at the stage as you. And I love what they're doing. I love what Moe's doing and I love what Ark's doing. And I think that that last album was a huge statement as far as the creativity and the quality of the work that could come from there. So I have to go with STL Gold. Now, can you put STL Gold and Av on the same bill? I would. And I don't give a fuck if I don't give a fuck if anybody. I was just throwing it out there to Real see it. Shit. I like that attitude though. Try to force people to like be exposed to other things, you know. You have to, otherwise they're gonna be stuck in the same bubble and we're gonna have the same issues that we had before. I just, I don't I don't believe in this in in this bullshit about I can't do I I'll do what the fuck I want. Mm. <laughs> I like that. That's the old school. Yeah, yo. <laughs> Stop me. <laughs> Thank you for the YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Thank YouTube makes anything possible. Thank y'all yeah. for coming, man. This was yeah. real informative. No like, yeah, tell them where they can uh, find yeah. you guys. And Social media and all of that. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm Schmabilia. Rhymes with spell me. it. Rhymes yeah, with yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Spell that. I know. S H M A B E L I A. Is that for the gram or the Twitter? Both. Both, okay. Uh, I'm well branded, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, I'm not. Um, and you can find me on wbur.org/slash uh, artery or the artery wbur.org. Um, <laughs> It'll be on the side. Sometimes on ninety point nine, you can hear me talking. Yeah. What time? Well, it's just when I have features like on Morning Edition, so it's like very, it's like whenever I. Okay. It's okay. just sometimes like I pitch this piece and I and then it happens. Nice. So. Uh, Dart underscore Adams, Twitter, Instagram. Um, if you go to my old um, Medium, if you go to my Medium page. What's a Medium? Medium is a Me- page. It's like, like a, it's page a website for posting. Pretty much. Okay. It's, it's SoundCloud for writers. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's to put it like that. Yeah. That's dope. It's Tumblr? sad. It's sad. But it's <laughs> yeah, I'm it's joking, like I'm Tumblr, joking. but like long form Tumblr. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, yeah. if you guys get a Tumblr and stuff, like you can get the younger generation. Yeah, you I already like, have a, I already had a Tumblr. I stopped using Tumblr in 2013. I wrote on Tumblr from 20, 2010 to 2013. Why'd you stop? Because I couldn't do what I wanted to on Tumblr. I couldn't get the reach I wanted to with Tumblr. Uh-huh. Um, mm. It was called um, Bastard Swordsman. Then before that, I had a blog called um, Poisonous Paragraphs. And then I had a site called Blogger House with two other people. Now, were all these just writing? Yeah. You need video. Yeah. You need video. But, okay, the reason why I think you need video is because people are more visual nowadays. Like, yes. People yeah, don't want to see. I hate that. This is the conventional wisdom now. But I'm see, so against it. I've, like, always, like, I've, no, always considered myself, too, no, I've always considered myself a writer because when I write, uh-huh. I know what your passage is to me. You had to work yeah. to read the shit I wrote. And the thing is that even though I do agree that people are more visual now, being visual means that I don't have, I don't, I don't know who's coming or fuck it. I'm going to spend 13 years writing just so now when I do visuals, I know that's why you're here. But if you, if you do visuals, can't you lead those people back to what you're back writing? Back to your writing, have like some. Yeah. 
I just gotta I say, guess. like, it's so. <laughs> but is it I know the same? You mean well with that, but it's so disheartening yeah. as a writer to be. Yeah, like, like my heart sinks. <laughs> well, I'm not my saying like sinks when I'm saying is like. You're like I mean, I'm a I've avoided it. I've avoided it for the longest because I want people to focus on what the fuck I write. Because I feel that you tried rapping. Because yeah. Yeah. More people would listen. To yeah, yeah, yeah. You're no, like, exactly. But I love the flute. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I would still read your pieces, but yeah. I'd want to hear. Because I want to see something. The way first. you talk about something about and the passion you talk about I mean, it, the tone is different. See, that's exactly that's exactly why I want to do the podcast because, like, okay, perfect example. Tone is everything. I've had a lot of writers that I really admired and I loved, and I find out, oh, they're gonna be on TV. I go watch them on TV. They have no fucking charisma whatsoever, and it kind of hurts. Also, but you have charisma. Also a thing. Yeah. So that works in your favor. So that's why I think you'd you be fine. Do visual and still right. Yeah. Because you could. He's. You're gonna be an influencer on Instagram. You really I hate that no. fucking. Okay. Term. So if you oh if you go God, on Instagram, there are no term. pictures of me. <laughs> okay. There's yeah. pictures of of things I find interesting or screenshots. So those are the people that might be serial killers. Those people freak me out. <laughs> yeah. Like they have a picture of everybody else except themselves. Like that scares me. A but I don't know thing. if you know this, but originally cameras were invented to take picture of. Pictures there you go. Other than you. Yeah. No, I understand but, that. But here's the thing. But, but here's you don't the thing. Think it's yeah, weird that. But you want to think it's weird that you go to my page, right? And I have 15 pictures of you, but none of myself. Oh, just of me. No,はいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはいはい
Let your fucking ego go and listen. I'm telling you, he's Joe Budden. Yo, he's all I know. Oh, Joe Budden. Yeah. We should all read more. I do nothing but read. No, nah, reading yeah, is dope. That's actually mostly what I do, too. Well, I watch a lot of TV. <laughs> See? Right. See, but you're a writer. No, 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 but here's the thing. We have to write about TV. But here's the thing. Here's the beauty of television and all and all visual mediums. Idiot Someone box. wrote it. Yeah. Someone true. wrote it. Someone did a screenplay. Mm. Someone someone did, somebody someone did storyboard. Right, someone storyboarded it. Mm. Like, when you look at graphic novels, I'm a huge fan of graphic novels, and they're a huge visual medium, but they're written. Well, also videos are scripted. But that's kind of like what Sam was saying. Like, you already wrote it, so why not Just act make it a out? Movie exactly. Out yeah. he, he's not saying don't write the stuff. That's where you kind of thought it was like kind of like uh, kind of a shun on journalism, but no, it's like you wrote it. Now go act out this stuff so you Make can draw good the crowd into reading your stuff. Because I'm yeah. somebody, if I see a four minute video of you actually talking about something I care about, and you have an article right underneath it, guess I'm gonna what? go read, I'm gonna the, read article. the article. The article yeah. You get what I'm saying? But am I gonna read the article above your video? No. No. I watch the video first, and then I'll read your article. So I'll read first. New York Times has been doing a lot more video. I don't know. No, but that's the era you come from. You guys read everything first. That's not the era now. Our era is we watch things first, and then we go read it. Motherfuckers will watch a movie, then go read the book. And that's why I want you with the reading. And that's why Fahrenheit 451 is coming out at the perfect time. It would be interesting to see. How they change it? We'll be interested to see the date on what people, um, how much people read and versus reading. Because there is this, this idea that. People consume more video, but it's also partly being pushed by like the way advertising works. Yeah. And so I think, True. in a lot of ways, the pivot to video that we and talk I think about is failed. because people are like, well, then we can force them to look at the ads. And it so failed. I am suspicious of some of. I some am. Of I've I mean, it's good to know that you guys would rather watch a video because yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. I've written I I've, both. I've written. I don't like no, we do both. Like I said, we do I want both. both. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the video helps. It's like, oh, yeah. okay, great. All right, let me go check it, it out. Like me and Lazy, we love well, novels. Always, I don't want a person visual. I want a video that's yeah. a document. If, if we're talking it's about do- a documentary, then I want a short documentary that's well. Because all I'm trying to say is they even made a video about the Bible. So it's yeah. just like, you know what I mean? Like, everybody wants some type of visual note to gravitate to at uh-huh. the end of the day. Like, they want to be able to visualize you as a writer. Yeah. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's like... Make it they come wanna, alive. It's like, your writers are going to want to know more and more from you as long as you keep writing. Here's the fucked up part. Back in the days, there were pictures of writers and authors with their, with their typewriters. There are no fucking pictures of writers now with their fucking what? MacBook. Yes, sir. It's an iPad. <laughs> yeah. What is he? Hate technology? Yo, right. All right. We got it all right here. We got it all right here. The iPad and the iPhone. He's like, where's the damn typewriter? I use the typewriter. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get my headshot and it's gonna be me with my laptop. Like, don't forget the cat. Changing the game. Don't forget the cat. Writing. Thank y'all for coming, man. It's lit.